in three, two, one. Hello and welcome back to the JP Podcast, episode number two. <laughs> if you are unfamiliar with uh, the show's format, we just uh, we just free talk. Talk about life, talk about things that are happening in the news, things that you want to talk about, comment down below if you want. I'm here to just voice my honest opinion, my honest thoughts, shoot the shit, and drink some wine. Yay! Ah, <laughs> uh, uh, Wine. It's the best drink. Red wine, in my opinion, is the best drink to have after a, a heavy meaty meal i just had <laughs> i had uh, some hamburger meat that i cooked up just now and uh i'm just gonna take some red wine here to ah oh, yeah just help me burn all that meat off by the way if you're wondering what is my favorite alcohol or what's the best alcohol in my opinion oh well uh, well, first of all, let me turn on some Tropical Island Beach ambient sound for you. In my opinion, uh, wine, red wine in particular, sweet Chilean wine is my favorite to drink, alcoholic drink overall. Why? Because it's cheap, it's delicious, and uh, I can get a huge bottle at my liquor store for like 12 bucks Canadian. So that's a good deal in my opinion. Go for it. And uh, you're wondering, uh, is there any difference between like expensive wines versus cheap wines? No, there isn't. I've tasted, I've paid for, I've tried, I've sampled expensive wine, red wine, from who knows where. There is not much difference, in my opinion. In my opinion. Once you get drunk, you lose all your senses. You don't really care where it's from. But at least you could know that if you're starting with a cheap Chilean wine then yeah, it's not going to hurt your wallet. You can drink safely and not worry about the repercussions after. Now, what about whiskey? Or other alcohols like uh, soju, beer, tequila? Let, let me give me my analysis. If I'm socializing with other people in public setting, beer is the best drink overall, okay? Beer brings people together, okay? If you're drinking beer alone... That's some, there's something wrong with that formula, okay? When when I'm alone, when I'm thinking or when I'm just conversing with someone like you, one-on-one, -on -one, specifically a girl, <laughs> red wine is always the best option. White wine is just too sweet, in my opinion. It has more calories. We all know that. It's more sugar. So white wine, if, you have, if you're having fish, which is what I rarely eat these days. I eat meat, red meat. So red meat paired with red wine excellent classic combination okay and yeah if you're on a date red wine it's always red wine you don't have beer with a date and that's that's later on when you're a couple when you when you've settled in as a couple boyfriend and girlfriend for many years then you you start drinking beer you know once you're getting acquainted red wine red wine it's just so fancy formal it just suits every occasion you know rich or poor whatever background you from you're from red wine now, what about whiskey? I've tried whiskey. I've tried particularly Irish whiskey, Jameson whiskey, and all that. And, uh, and also like Japanese whiskey. 
to me, uh, I just don't have a taste. I don't have an affinity for whiskey. I know like a lot of businessmen, they, they love drinking that whiskey. But to me, yeah, it, it, yeah, I put the ice in it. It's okay. But, you know, I just don't see myself drinking that, you know, long term when I'm alone, like at work or something like you picture that, right? You picture like a guy in a suit in his office drinking whiskey late at night with a chunk of ice. I tried it, doesn't it's not doesn't fit me. Plus plus whiskey's a lot more expensive than wine. And you get more bang for your buck with wine compared to whiskey. You know, whiskey you have to dilute it or if you can drink it like without water I don't know, you, you gotta minimalize. I just don't like that concept. I like having a full glass of red wine. Just like my water, okay? It's good enough for Jesus, good enough for me. Soju I stay the hell away from soju at all costs, okay? If you like soju, good for you. But for me, that's like drinking jet fuel, okay? Gasoline. Uh, you, My brain is wrecked the next day. I can't function at all. I have to sleep the next day, so I can't go to work. I can't do anything productive the next day. Same with tequila. Big mistake. Every time I've had tequila, I went overboard and just paid the price. Couldn't function for the next two or three days. Tequila is even worse for me, okay? So I stay the hell away from tequila. So for me, it's red wine. If I'm with a girl or on a date or just by myself talking to you, being uh, yeah, being casual like we are now. Or if I'm with a group of people socializing with guys and girls and all that, beer. The, the local beer, whatever's the the local beer on tap, particularly. So, for example, if I'm Korea, if I'm in Korea, I'm gonna drink the the local tap, the, the Korean beer. I'm not gonna drink imported beer or anything unless it's some sort of special venue. No, I'm gonna drink the local beer from your local country if I'm visiting. That's for sure. So if I'm if I'm in Thailand, for example, I'll drink Thai beer. My favorite is Tiger beer, by the way. <laughs> okay, so I like uh, some girl got me on to. Uh, Tiger beer, that's why, and you know, it just stuck with me ever since. So every time I go to Thailand, I always make sure to drink Tiger beer with people around me. Okay, if I'm in Korea, then uh, yeah, I'll drink Max or Height, whatever other beers are out there local. And yeah, I just that's the best way to get to know a country is by drinking the local beer with the local people, and you make local friends. That's a pro tip for you. Okay, so. Uh, in this podcast, we're just going to go through a few topics that I have written down here. The first topic what we need to get over with is smartphones, okay? This is a real serious problem for today's generation. For me, it's not a problem. But for the people around me, I just, I, I really sense the world is shifting. And it's not just here in Canada it's it's in other countries around the world, okay? It's getting really bad. Really bad. I'll give you an example. Yesterday, I was at the gym. And all these people that I saw <laughs> looked like this. <laughs> they look like this douchebag. Or this, this dickwad. Or this asshole. Or this bro. All of these people at the gym are doing this. They're not working out. I'm the one, if you, if you had a CCTV camera installed and you were watching the whole gym 
from a bird's eye view. You would see me like going around all over the gym, working my ass off for more than an hour straight with no breaks, nothing, just nonstop. Okay, it's high intensity interval training. I call it. Okay, you just keep going. You keep your heart rate elevated by just keep working out. You don't stop. You don't take a break. But everyone around me looked like this idiot or that idiot. This this motherfucking idiot. <sighs> and you know what the funny thing is? The ironic thing is there's a huge sign in the gym that says do not take phone calls or use your smartphone in the gym. It's plastered on the walls. And nobody's following it, and the weight attendant is not enforcing it. So I give the weight attendant a really dirty look. I say, I just, I'm pointing daggers at her because she's not doing her job. She's just sitting at her desk, pretending to look busy on her computer, and everyone around me is doing this. This is not working out. This is called loitering. Okay. You're not, how high is your heart rate? If you're doing this at the bench or on a treadmill, there are people, I kid you not, I was running on the treadmill, running, running, okay, mind you, consistently for about 20 minutes. The person beside me looked like this kid here that you see on the screen. What was he doing? He was texting and walking, and then he would text for like five minutes. And then he would put his phone down and then rev up the speed where he was jogging for less than 60 seconds. And then he quit, put the treadmill speed down to like a walking pace and go back to his texting. And he did this like 10 times while I was just consistently running beside him. So you, So for me, I was listening to... Do, 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 for like one minute and then that was his ex that was his cardio text and then run for less than 60 seconds and then go back to texting and there was a girl on the cycling machine a guy on a bench doing this doing that there was one girl she, she looked like this one yeah, I kid you not. I see this a lot now. There was one girl yesterday. She was, she spent, I was clocking her, okay? She was, I was watching, monitoring her in the corner of my eye. She was doing this 90% of her workout. I kid you not. Because we both entered the gym at the same time, right? So I took note. How much time did she spend working out versus playing with her phone? And she was, about 90% doing this, wherever she was, wherever station she was positioned at. Sitting on the leg curl like that, sitting at the bench like that, sitting at the, the squat rack like that, taking like little selfie pictures like stealth so nobody notices. <sighs> One of these days, I'm going to just lose it, drink, a lot, drink lots of wine and just fucking yell at everyone at the gym. So, here's my plan. I see myself building my own gym. I'm serious. I see myself building my own gym where I set my own rules. And the first rule will be, you cannot step foot on this to this gym 
with a smartphone. Okay, you have to lock your smartphone in the lockers over there, which we will place free of charge. Okay, so you can lock it up, take a key out. Okay, there's no coins involved. And you can play with your smartphone in the office area, or the waiting lounge area, or, you know, the bathroom area, whatever. Okay, but once you take one step onto the gym itself, you are on holy ground. And with this holy ground, you cannot bring your smartphone. And I know what you're thinking. Oh my God, I use my smartphone just to track my fitness. Oh, Justin, I use my smartphone to uh, listen to music. There are ways around this. It's called disconnecting from all of that bullshit. You don't need a fitness app. You want to track your heart rate? Why, did you, why don't you start tracking the sweat that's dripping down your forehead instead? That's a little bit more accurate than you just playing with your smartphone because everybody that i see that gives me that excuse that bullshit excuse i'm checking my fitness with this my smartphone or i have to listen to music with a smartphone what are they doing they're it takes you like less than like five seconds to switch songs or to turn on your your fitness app and just let it be if you need instructions that you should have taken a class beforehand or been trained beforehand okay the gym is there to put action from theory you know so do your study and then apply it into the gym you don't study while you're at the gym that's what i would say and anybody that i see that uses a fitness app or or uh play music on their smartphones they spend way too long on to their smartphone and they get distracted and they're just checking their social media and all that bullshit. It happens every time. I can clock. I, can, I should bring my stopwatch. Clock how long it takes for someone to use their smartphone and then put it away and then start working out again. It's such a distraction. And you know, I I know a lot of people are thinking, oh, Justin, you're 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 such a hater, or Justin, this is the way it is these days. Well, yeah, for some people, and for some others, it's not. I don't bring a smartphone. I don't need to listen to music, or I don't need to track my fitness on an app. I bring a portable MP3 player with me if I want to listen to music or podcasts. I bring a towel so I can wipe the trench off my forehead after every workout <laughs> that's how i track my fitness and the people are saying oh i need to take an important phone call or i need to make sure i have to be on watch and all that you can't you're not that important okay you can set aside one hour of your your daily routine away from the smartphone and just focus concentrate on making your body work with you. You know what I mean? And I think that a lot of people that are addicted to smartphones have a real lack of respect for their environments, wherever they are. You know, there will be a tipping point when people start texting and playing with their smartphones at church. When that day comes, then, yeah, people will raise their voices, maybe. But to me, every place that I go to, public, is has to have some form of respect, in my opinion. You know, 
you show up to the church, you show up to the gym, you show up to the library, you show up to the movie theater, put your smartphone away. You know, you're in a public area. You're there to do something aside from texting or playing with your smartphone. To me, the only time someone should be playing or texting is when they are by themselves. For example, in the bathroom, at home, somewhere that's not public. I think like playing with smartphones is the, is the same as like masturbating, okay? You don't masturbate in public. So why do you do it in the gym? Why do you do it at the library? Why do you do it in the movie theater? Why do you do it in the mall? Why do you do it at work? Why do you do it here and there? Okay? All of these idiots at the gym. How much... I just wonder how much, how much gains they're losing being addicted to their smartphone, doing this, this habit. And it's not just North America, okay? I've seen this everywhere around the world. Every gym that I've, I've spent time in i see this habit everywhere and it's such a drain it's it's so unproductive you know so i'm gonna really talk to the weight attendant and tell that guy or girl to do his or her job and get these people off their smartphones because i'm just gonna lose it you know, there, there. You've probably noticed that I spend my time in and out of gyms because I can't stand this kind of behavior. I quit gyms because of this behavior. You know, I, I just don't like seeing people that are like this around me when I'm working my butt off at the gym. It's really unmotivating to see this kind of behavior. Very disrespectful. You know, the gym treat it like a church. Okay, respect it. It's a holy ground. It's it's like the only time of day where we can cut all the bullshit, don't need to talk, actions speak louder than words. It's all action in the gym, you know? So there are one or two ways of me in this scenario. I either quit the gym and go to a boxing gym or MMA gym, or I just work out on my own outdoors. Now, I'll tell you why. You'll never see this bullshit in a boxing gym. You'll never see this bullshit in an MMA gym. Can you imagine sparring with someone with gloves, shin pads, in a ring, playing with their smartphone? Oh, hold on, bro. I got to check my text. That shit is inexcusable. You know? That's what I like about boxing gyms or MMA gyms is that you'll never see this kind of bullshit behavior. Especially girls in yoga pants. That shit does not work. Does not apply. The trouble with uh, boxing gyms and MMA gyms is that they're... And BJJ gyms is that they're very expensive. The tuition fees are like 200 bucks a month. Which is pretty high. But you, you get to mingle with a really cool crowd. Cool group of people, in my opinion. You'll, see, you'll meet firefighters, policemen bodyguards, security, you know, guys who, who walk the walk, you know, who are all, who, who study these for their, their work or their line of work or, yeah, this bullshit, <laughs> this guy would be fucking choked out of his mind if he were doing this in a BJJ gym, rolling. 
So people in, who fight or participate in fighting or martial arts, they understand the concept of respect, you know? This this kind of behavior is not acceptable in those areas. That's for sure. And uh, yeah, if I train by myself, yeah, I've done that before too. You know, I can run outside, go work out outside. I'm going to work out at home. I've done it before. I can do that again. And uh, yeah, the, I just can't stand this anymore. You know, you, you're really leaving yourself vulnerable to attack once, once you're doing this in public and with headphones on too. At, at any moment, someone could sucker punch you, you know, just attack you from behind and you wouldn't even notice because you're, you're too distracted. That's, that's the sad part. These people leave themselves vulnerable to attack when you're being distracted. Don't be distracted. Okay, keep your guard up. I'm always alert when I'm in public. I don't know what's going to happen. Bomb's going to go off. Someone's going to attack me. Someone's going to try to jump me, rob me, approach me from an area that I can't see. I always have to keep my eyes and ears open. That's how I see it. The world is not a safe place. It's not as safe as you think. But yeah, to be continued. Smartphone problems. The easiest solution that I can give you for today is to leave your smartphone at home before you go to the gym. Don't bring your smartphone. You don't need a fitness app. Save some money. You don't need to track your heart rate. If you must, bring a heart rate monitor <laughs> if you have to. I've never had to bring one. I had never had my clients wear one when I was personal training them. That stuff just goes out the window. I mean, if you're a really analytical person, like you're training for the Olympics, yeah, maybe you'll you might need that stuff. But you're you're going to be in a totally different league. If you're just an average person and works an office job or a day job, like all these peasants, yeah, you don't need a fitness app. You don't need to bring your smartphone. Just bring a portable MP3 player, a bottle of water, and just a determination, okay? That's all I have to say about that. Anyways, uh, moving on. I saw the movie Parasite. And if you don't know what Parasite is... Parasite was directed by Bong Joon-ho and tells the story of a down-on-their-luck family that takes a special interest in a very wealthy family. Everyone in this family is unemployed, and slowly but surely, they find a way to all get jobs working for this Oh, boy. <laughs> yeah. If you, if you don't know who this guy is, uh, Chris Stuckman. Uh, I like his reviews. He's a very casual guy. He's, he's not full of shit like other reviewers. I just want to point out this toilet here. Since I spent many years in Korea, this is the grossest, like, this is the real third world toilet in Korea. Like, if you if you have to get up steps to take a shit, you know you, you're really struggling in Korea. I've seen those toilets. I've tried those toilets. They're usually in, like, ghetto houses, like, really old houses, cheap, like, sub-basement, like, level. So, under underground, like this family does. It's a nightmare, okay? When I see that, it's just, it brings me back, like, brings back memories here, like, oh, God. <laughs> it's a nightmare. I used to live in one of these houses here, like, you see, it's a sub-basement. It always stinks. It, there's there's all sorts of, um, 
how can I say moss? Like 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 just just bacteria on the walls that collects and it's just stinks. It's like rotting. Like the 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 whole room is rotting. You know, and you can't do anything about it. I mean, cuz there's there's so much moisture that develops in these basement level like apartments. It was a nightmare for me. All my clothes collected like just had moss like my suits like oh, it was such a nightmare for me i remember like my suits they were covered in plastic and there was like this moss bacteria developing like patches of them everywhere all my clothes and no matter how much i washed or it's just the moisture that you have to deal with in this environment and that smell gets to you it it clings to your skin when you leave the house people can smell you and that's it was mentioned in this movie as well i'll get jobs working for this wealthy family in very private positions a driver a housekeeper a tutor and the whole time this other family has no idea that all these people are related and scamming them but when something rather unexpected happens it changes both of these families lives forever movies god damn it movies are back <laughs> this is such a good year for film already. With The Lighthouse and now Parasite, I feel very restored. My faith in film has returned. This is a wonderful movie. and Okay, so uh, I saw this movie just yesterday. And uh, I have to say it is a good movie. Because if there's a very surprising twist near the half the second half of the movie that i you won't see it coming it's like a curveball and it just shocked me when i saw it so if you're wondering should you see this movie yes you should it's a good movie it's very it, it's i can see why he likes this movie as well it's because it deals with you know poor versus rich people how they how they live how they survive it's a good story overall, but the, the the twist is what really makes this movie great. And uh, I would compare this movie to very, very similar kind of feeling to Old Boy. If you saw Old Boy, the that Korean movie, that's a really good movie too. I think there's a twist in that movie as well. Anyways, yeah, I definitely recommend that you you check out Parasite. But it's not as great as another movie that I saw recently, which is called A Prayer Before Dawn. <laughs> if you don't know what it is, look it up. Prayer Before Dawn. It was made in 2017. And uh, this movie is based on a real life guy that spent time in a Thai jail. This guy here. Yeah. My God. This is the movie, yeah. The movie poster. Very good movie. This movie is much better than Parasite, in my opinion. Okay? I, I was I can't believe I I didn't hear about this movie until now. It was made in 2017, like I said. This movie reminds me of Shawshank Redemption and The Fighter. 
Yeah. Oh no no, not the fighter. Warrior, yeah. With Tom Hardy. Yeah. If you if you like Warrior and if you like uh Shawshank Redemption, you'll love this movie. It it's like Shawshank 2.0 or Warrior 2.0. And I can relate to a lot that happens in the story because, you know, I spent a lot of time in Thailand. And the sounds, sights and just just seeing what he went through. Oh man. Man, this it's heartbreaking. Okay? So, Parasite is a good movie. It's a funny story. <laughs> I laughed a few times. <laughs> because despite so many great films in his career already, like Memories of Murder, The Host, Mother, Snowpiercer, Okja, this might actually Uh, yeah, I saw I didn't see this movie. Memories of Murder, The Host. I saw The Host. I thought that was the host is a very interesting movie, but it didn't stick with me. Mother, Snowpiercer. Snowpiercer I saw, and uh, yeah, it was interesting. This director has very interesting movies. Okay, they're not like great movies in my opinion, but they're interesting ideas. Okay. when when I My definition of a great movie is like something that I just can't stop watching. Like I have to watch it again. Okay, if you have that feeling, like, oh my god, what did I just see? I've never seen this before, or I have to see this movie again, or I have to watch, rewatch it again. That's how I tell is what makes a great movie. Snowpiercer, The Host, Parasite, doesn't make me want to watch it again. Not, not as compared to, like, Shawshank Redemption or A Prayer Before Dawn. Like, when I saw this movie, I had to see it again immediately i have to rewatch it like this movie is just hit me it's that kind of movie you know so definitely if you have uh two movies to watch tonight i definitely recommend yeah this is the guy billy moore this guy fuck just amazing story yeah check out a prayer before dawn and uh parasite two awesome movies and another movie that made me rewatch again and again and again inception my God, I, I remember watching that movie in the movie theaters and I was just blown away. Just never saw anything like it, you know? that When you see something that you've never seen on the screen, that's just a really good sign. It's a good movie. Like, I've never seen anything like this before. Yeah, I saw Inception so many times. It's such a great movie. Matrix is another one, of course. But uh, yeah, Parasite, eh, Snowpiercer, eh, it's okay. Uh, speaking of Thailand, uh, since *Purple for Dawn* took place in Thailand, it's winter time, and uh, every winter uh, I contemplate whether I should go to Thailand again, spend my winters there. Winters in Canada are just awful. It's just dark, cold, and depressing. I don't know where you're from in the world, but I do not like spending winters in Canada. Or the rest of the seasons. <laughs> Canada is overhyped, okay? In my opinion. I've lived here my entire life. I don't know why people get this concept like Canada is like a haven for... It's a paradise. It's not. Maybe if you're a third world refugee, you're trying to escape from a, a cruel dictatorship. Yeah, Canada is heaven for you. But for someone who's lived here their entire lives, Canada has a lot of problems. 
And I would say winters are really just a low point for Canada. <laughs> I don't recommend anybody to live here, especially during winter. So every winter time, I I look for places to stay abroad for like, for example, one to three months. And hopefully a warm climate. So, for example, Thailand, Malaysia, Vietnam. Who knows? Korea. Korea. Here's the thing. Korean winters are very cold. As cold as Toronto winters, people say. But some, but I've, I've met a few Koreans. I've spoken to a Koreans that, that lived in Toronto. And they they spent their time during winters there. And I asked them, which is colder, Toronto winters or Korean winters? And they always say Toronto winters are colder. Maybe it's because of the wind. I don't know. But yeah, Koreans winters are, are brutal. But the fun thing about Korea is stuff like this. Okja and get water out of their room. You know, sometimes when I'm living in Korea, I feel like I'm living in a movie like this. Through the window because only clever. And it's intelligent because it respects so there's a, something that Canada lacks that Korea has abundance of is excitement. In gener Asia in general, excitement, I would say. So I'm deciding right now where I should pack, my, pack up my bags and travel to. So if you uh, have a suggestion, yeah, leave, leave a comment down below. But uh, yeah, Thailand. It's always on my radar, and uh, who better to film Thailand than this guy, Bangkok One One Two? So if you don't know who this guy is, he's a he's a British guy, obviously, by the way he speaks. All he does is just all he does is film himself walking. No narration, no comments. Him walking. Funny thing about his videos is that I know what he his his uh, strategy is. What he does is he films usually red light districts of Thailand. So it's usually cowboy to nana. Okay, if you don't know what Thailand or Bangkok, cowboy to nana is is basically the red light district of Bangkok. Okay, that's where all the sex pats go or hang out to get laid or see girls on stage and it's a place that i avoid entirely <laughs> I, I i kid you not the girl i was dating at the time she she dragged me to see nana this this place here on the screen i didn't want to but she wanted me to see it so I said, okay, fine. And then she she walked me there and we walked together. And my God, it, it looks like this, like as you can see. And what do I notice? I see a lot of overweight, fat, just like ugh, Americans and tourists like this. And there's always girls always waiting on the sides. See, this is your typical crowd, like just a bunch of tourists hanging out. And a lot of uh, 
Ooh, big rat alert. Catch it. But yeah. Anyways, over here uh, is Terminal 21. Uh, that mall, it's a mall, and uh, it has a really good food court. It's worth checking out. It's a very cool theme. It's, it's an airport theme base, and it's very popular. Locals and tourists alike. Uh, this area behind, you can see behind, so this is like a SkyTrain, as you can see right here, BTS it's called. Behind it, there's all these office and commercial buildings. And further beyond that, there's a lake, which is great for running. Like if you're, if you're a jogger, runner, it's just a beautiful lake. So I actually prefer this area here beyond the, the BTS compared to the red light district that you just saw my opinion and uh yeah it's i don't know it's just not my style hanging out with like all these dancers and strippers and hookers it's for old men that you know that want to pay to play it's just not my style i'd rather hang out with like locals that are you know working and just not having normal lives and can have a tiger beer with it <laughs> so Uh, so this girl here, she's blind, maybe deaf, and you see these kinds of people uh, all around the, the BTSs or major traffic areas, foot traffic areas. They sing and... Uh, yeah, they sing and then you can hand out money to them. Funny thing is that they are very talented singers. Like, they have very nice voices. See, like, doesn't that sound great? Like, I think they're amazing singers. And it's just, it's sad that the government doesn't give them any assistance. But, uh, yeah, if you see, if you come across these kinds of people, I mean, yeah, give them a tip. I mean, they work hard. You know, compared to other beggars that just like just stick out their hands and don't expect anything, these people actually work hard for their money. So I'll give them that respect. You know. And by the way, over here that you see over here is a uh, part of Terminal Twenty One and the BTS. And it connects with the MRT, which is like a T-bone kind of cross section. So it's a it's a very high traffic area. So when you're visiting. Bangkok for the first time. This is like the heart of Bangkok, in my opinion. Asok. It's called Asok. And uh, yeah, locals and tourists alike, they all like to hang out here. Shop, eat, walk around, run, work, play in the red light district. You name it. Okay. I would say this is the heart of Bangkok. Some people would say Siam. Uh, Siam is, because you know, that's for. That's where the king is located, and that's where the palace and all that. Uh, yeah, I can I can picture it that, but I would say 
if I had to picture the heart, the heart of Bangkok, right smack in the middle, it would be Asok, Terminal 21, Cowboy to Nana, <laughs> this area. <laughs> but yeah, you would never catch me in the red light district at night. No, it's just not my style. You would catch me in the gym instead, working out, working my ass off. And then I'd probably going on a date with the local girl or, you know, someone I met. And, you know, that's that. You know, people make assumptions like, oh, you're going to Thailand. Oh, you're going to get laid. Oh, you're going to go to Red Light District. Oh, you're going to go meet a lady boy, Justin. Ha, 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 ha. You know, that's, that's for some people, for, but for not, not for everyone like me, I would say. So, if you've never been to Bangkok your entire life, go, 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 go at least once, okay? You'll never regret it, okay? Don't go to Hawaii. Don't go to Maui. Don't go to Las Vegas. I've been to, those are lame places, okay? Bangkok is the place to be because it's cheap. Well, it used to be cheap. And, uh, yeah, you don't have to worry about spending too much money and you can have fun and the weather is always good, especially wintertime. You'd be so thankful when that hot air comes in once you get off that plane. But, yeah, who knows where I will be this winter? Maybe Thailand, maybe somewhere else, but definitely somewhere that's warm. That's for sure. Okay, moving on. So... Death. Ever since Silent Hills got canceled, uh, I've been looking forward to Hideo's next project, and Death Stranding is finally here. So, Okay, so let me give you some preface towards this game and this creator. Okay, I play video games when I was a kid, okay? <laughs> and I do like video games now, actually, but I just don't have time to play them, okay? I got stuff to do, okay? I got a life to live. But... You know, there I do like seeing the latest games out there. So, for example, the Breath of the Wild, awesome game. Love every minute of it. I just like watching that on YouTube, seeing other people go through the game. That's awesome. Hollow Knight, another awesome game. Pretty cool. But uh, this game, Death Stranding, I don't know. A lot of people were talking about it and say, uh, check it out, Justin. It's it's awesome, and it's made by this guy named Hideo Kojima, and he made Metal Gear Solid and all that stuff. But here's the thing. You know, I, I used to play Nintendo games like Super Mario, and uh, yeah, I played a lot of Street Fighter. I played play a lot of games except for the Metal, Metal Gear Solid or Metal Gear series. Okay, that was the only series that I never really played when I was growing up. I don't know why, but it it just it just wasn't on my radar. Okay, so I even though I had like a Nintendo Entertainment System, I didn't really play that game, to be honest. And uh, seeing this guy, and I didn't have a PlayStation growing up either. I I didn't get that system when I was growing up, so I I didn't play the the Solid series, and. What I saw, like, I mean, this guy's style of video games is just, I don't know. What, what uh, can I'm I really say? happy for the guy. I See, like... Most of the basic controls in games are, you know, kind of the similar. So, yeah, this is uh, the Rad Brad, in case you didn't know. Uh, he's a very popular YouTuber that just, you know, comments over video games that he plays. But yeah, I've been trying to watch a few episodes of uh, 
him playing Death Stranding. And so far, I can say that this is a really boring game. <laughs> I mean, compared to other games like Breath of the Wild or Hollow Knight, this is a really boring game. This doesn't even feel like a game. And here's the, here's the problem. Here's why. The problem with this kind of format, this kind of game, is that it's not really a game. It's more like a movie, okay? The first episode, it's just, it's all like movies and cutscenes, okay? It's, there's a difference, there's a fine line between watching a movie and playing a game. When I want to play a game, I want to play a game. When I want to watch a movie, I will watch a movie. But if you combine the two together, it makes it really hard for my brain to switch back and forth. It's like, do I want to swim or do I want to run? I can't do both at the same time. And this is the problem with this game and all those Middle Gear Solid games I find really boring. is because there's just too many movie scenes. It just takes me out of the game. I, I don't really want to play the game. I just want to watch it then. What's the point then? And so far, this game, I don't know. I don't see why people are so excited about this game. It's just a guy delivering packages on foot so far. He's got packages on his back and he's walking. That's it. He's got ladders. He doesn't shoot anything. He doesn't have a sword like Breath of the Wild. He doesn't ride a horse. He doesn't fly. He doesn't shoot. He doesn't nothing. It's not exciting. It's just a lot of talk. Talk, talk, talk. Exposition. Talk, talk, talk. Like I don't know why people find this game so appealing. I don't know why the people love the creator, Hideo Kojima. I don't This is boring. He's boring. He's he's like oh. I don't know what you make of it. Maybe you like this game. I don't. This feels more like a job simulator, actually, to be honest. This feels like more like uh, if you were to work at UPS or Amazon Prime Delivery, this is the, like the kind of video that they would send to you to study, okay? If you want to become a, a package deliverer <laughs> on foot, this is the kind of training that would, they would give you. I mean, like, this is all cutscene, 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 movie, 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 more movie, more movie, more movie, more movie. Like, fuck, it's just... See, it's like nonstop movies. Movie, movie, movie. I want to play the game. Very little gameplay. It's just, it's just actors that are, uh, and there's a baby, and it's just so fucking weird. See, more, more video, more, more movie, more cutscenes. I don't know why. Yeah. This is, this is why I'm not a fanboy of any creator out there. I just base it on what I see, the work. And I can tell you that if I were to play this game, I would fall asleep within the first few seconds because there's nothing for me to do. It's just to watch these long, drawn-out cutscenes with these actors. I might as well just put on a movie instead. Okay, What's the point of having a controller on your hand for this kind of game? So for me, this is not my type of game, to be honest. I would rather play Breath of the Wild or Hollow Knight or something like Untitled Goose Game. <laughs> that's a fun game. That's the most, that was the, the most interesting game I've seen so far to date is the Untitled Goose Game. That's really fun to watch. I saw it. I saw PewDiePie play it. That was pretty fun. Yeah, but I don't know why people like this, these kind of games. It's just nonstop movies. Very boring, okay? And I saw 
Video game donkey explained the Metal Gear Solid series. <laughs> Good luck. That's the problem with these Japanese creators. They get too. It's just over bloated. You know, they. It's very hard to find a simple story. Out of all of it, you know, it's not just video games like manga or anime. I don't know. Compared to American cinema or American comics or American movies, you know, Japanese creators are just too complicated. They're just too complicated. They 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 think too much, and they just throw so much stuff at you. It's just like it's not worth it being invested in. That's the that's the thing. Japanese people like they're very creative people. Don't get me wrong. I love Jap. I love watching Japanese movies, anime, video games, and all that. But it can get to you over time. You know, it's like it's just too much sometimes. You know, so I just want to. Sometimes I just want a simple story to follow at the end of, at the end of the day, or simple game. You know, just like a plumber jumping on top of mushrooms and going down pipes. That you know, it can be as simple as that. That would make a game enjoyable, not like this mess. So I don't know why people like this game, Death Stranding. This is so boring. I I can't. I tried watching like the first oh, five episodes of this, and it's just nothing happens. It's just him walking, carrying packages. So that's my take so far. Anyways, to end the this podcast, I mentioned earlier that I, I like two comedians. Two comedians. There are only two comedians that make me laugh. Dave Chappelle is one of them, and the second guy is this guy Russell Peters. And uh, out of the blue, he just posted like. Two new videos on his YouTube channel of stuff that I haven't seen yet. I haven't seen from his stand-up. Now I've watched all his stand-up specials, and they're great. I mean, I grew up with that guy. You know, when he first debuted, and when he got big, I was there when it happened, and uh, he was so funny because he was so different. Because don't get me wrong, Dave Chappelle's funny guy. He's a funny guy, but Dave Chappelle makes jokes that or stories. That pertain to his life, right? His life growing up. Russell Peters is more of a, how can I say, a cultural ambassador or observ- observationalist. Right? He goes, he travels the world, does comedy shows, and then he learns about other cultures. So that's the interesting, interesting thing about him is that uh, his accents and he how he makes fun of different cultures is very. Different compared to other comedians that you know they give you like this black and white scenario, right? A black guy and a white guy, black guy, white guy, black guy, white guy, black guy, white guy. It's just the same joke. I I already know what the punchline is coming, you know. But Dave Chappelle, he still can spin it. He make a spin on it. the The funny thing about Russell Peters is he makes fun of every culture, not just black people or white people. He makes fun of Asian people. He makes fun of、uh, Indian people. He makes fun of like all types of people that you know. Are more grounded, more everyday life. So, this was funny when I first saw this. You doing, bro? You good? What's your name, sir? Ray. Nice to meet you, Ray. What are you, Mexican? What? Chaldean? Huh? Okay. All right. <coughs> so here's the thing, right? Chaldean. You would never hear an American comedian bring up Chaldeans in his, like, his stand-up routine, because like, it's just not, it's not mainstream. Like, black people, white people. Same, same stuff. So, this is what this is what he did. Mesopotamia in the house. All my ancient people are here. <laughs> Now, you and the Assyrians, you guys got beef, or you guys okay with each other? 
Are you guys basically the same or? Yeah, the same, okay. All right, good. <laughs> Somebody boo. <laughs> One guy from Iraq, boo! <laughs> it's ours now! <laughs> he's 50 years old though. I believe he's around 50. So, he still looks good. Pretty chubby though. Lovely wife with you, Ray? Anyways. There's an Indian way of spelling it, isn't he? He's just like... <clears throat> Did you get the tattoo I told you to get? Okay, good. Jim Tan Laundry Show. Nice. Way to go. That's uh, <laughs> <laughs> it's like an Arab Guido. That's amazing. That's <laughs> what, bro? You know, you know, he's bothered. Watch. Get him back on the screen. Watch this. Look at that vein on his forehead. That's that's what. <laughs> that's how you know he's bothered by this. <laughs> Looks like my dick when I'm excited. Look at that thing. That's amazing. It's amazing. Yeah, he's still got it. Funny guy. Anyways, if you haven't heard of Russell Peters, check him out. I think he's 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 as good as Dave Chappelle. They both make me laugh. But I don't know. You let me know. But uh, yeah, that's the end of our podcast for today. Thanks for listening, and uh, stay tuned for the next episode which we'll be showing next week where we will talk more about other things other than death stranding. <laughs> Hopefully. But anyways, thanks for listening. Thanks for watching. My name's Justin and I'll talk to you later. Bye-bye.